4: A year ago, I was fortunate enough to sit down with three friends to talk about bikes on the first of our live shows. Well, today I'm sitting down with three friends, well, to talk about bikes. This time we aren't in a pub, we are definitely but enjoying a day of bikes and beers. Welcome to the Pack Filler. I'm Pat Bulger. The wealth is underway. Mountain bike worlds are happening and hashtag cross is coming. I hate when people fucking do that. I thought for this show, we'd just keep it local. My uh, panel tonight consists of what I would like to call lifetime cyclists. We'll get to the definition of that later. Some ride more than others, but the passion for all things two wheels is always there. So let's meet the panel. Number one, he's been to all the live shows, although never with a microphone in his hand. He's easily one of the most competitive riders I've ever had the opportunity to ride with. And once backed a van over my race wheels on purpose. (laughs) Made famous from What Would CP Do? Welcome to the first time guest, Chris Peterschmidt. How are you, man? I'm doing good. That was, that was short worded, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, number two, he's been a member of the panel. He's wise in the ways of the road. He's got an unofficial nickname that we might get to the bottom of. Let's welcome back to the show David Martin. Ah, thank you very much. Glad we, to be here. And finally, he's been to all the live shows. I think all the live shows. Not out of town. What? Not out of town. Oh, the live show's out of town. Okay. In fact, I think he's... No, I was going to say I think he's been on the live show. He has been to the one out of town, so the Seattle one. That was okay. That was like herding cats. He'd <laughs> sooner have his teeth removed and never drink Belgian beer again than ride a mountain bike. Welcome once back to the show, Mr. Paul Maine.
1: You know me really well, I guess. No good. mountain bike.
4: Yeah. I'm pretty good at this. And this is yeah. really weird in case, uh, the, uh, obviously the listeners don't know. We're sitting around my dining room table right now, and it's weird giving these introductions with nobody in the background except Bender, the dog. He just farted. Did he? Probably. He's got that chew toy. That actually was
5: Paul just blaming it on the dog. Paul blaming it on the
4: dog. Gentlemen, we are American males. We are over the age of forty-ish. We all have jobs, and we are all white. Uh, Statistically, we should be pudgy, politically opinionated douchebags, splitting our time between our boats and the golf courses. We, however, spend far too much time obsessing over the classics, grand tours, and sometimes, in my case, mountain bike and mountain bike worlds and gravel racing, but I'm the only one in this room who probably thinks that, and finding ways to actually watch them. Um, personal note on that, we have a fucking golf channel, but we don't have a bike channel. Um, we spend our money on ridiculously expensive trinkets. We know what a bidon is, bidon, bidon, I, I, I always get it wrong.
2: That's French for uh, cycling a <laughs>
4: water bottle. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> we call our clothing kits. We can pronounce the last names of athletes with seven consonants a row in a row and a circle with a slash through it in some points. Uh, we travel to places for vacation that consist of beer, rain, and shitty roads. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with us? So the topic today is looking into the lives of lifelong cycling fans. So that was my long introduction, but I, I, I want to get a quick look into how long each of you idiots has been doing this. Personally, I've been doing I think I started racing in 1983 Um, And it doesn't have to be racing. It just has to be obsessing over all things two wheels and what started you into it. So, uh, gentlemen, I don't know what order we want to go in. Chris, you want to start? How long have you been doing this? What got you started? And what's wrong? Oh,
5: man. I started actually riding bikes to get to lawn mowing jobs in high school and then probably in college. So I think it was 1998. I was talked into... Five days before a stage race, that hey, you ride bikes, why don't you do a stage race with me by a cycling friend of mine? And it's all kind of been downhill from there. Um, 1991, I graduated from college and met half these guys around the table, and life was over. Is it wrong that
4: 1990 sounds late to start a bike? Or to start, yeah, I mean, is, I was, does that make me that fucking old?
5: I was. It does, Uh, and you're the youngest one around the table, we realized. You're the only one who's not in their 50s. Am I? Dirtbag. Oh, shit. Even though you look older than the rest of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a question for Chris. You said you did this stage race and was all downhill from there. I'm thinking, I want that stage race. It's downhill? Are you talking about... No, no. Oh, just my shit. Life is well, going I was gonna say I, I gotta find a okay. stage race. Yeah. Yeah. I need I, to go downhill, not I, uphill. Quick, I don't do that. Girls
5: quit talking to me, you know, um I had no more free time. That was after you started cycling? Girls quit it talking. Got worse. Really? Yeah.
4: For those of you who can't see, he's a he's a, he's a good looking sack of man, but no, you know, no, no,
5: you know. <laughs> we'll we'll get to the we'll get to the personal <laughs> jokes later. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Sack, maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Dave, talk to me. How, how, what got you started and when did it start?
2: Uh, probably Greg LeMond. Uh, early 80s. I started watching, uh, I saw Peru Bay for the first time, probably in 84, 85. Uh, started, I just got into it and, and started writing right after that. And I was just coming out of high school and really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to learn about it. We didn't have a lot of information. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have anything. So we had Vela News, and we had maybe Winning, if you could find Winning. that magazine. That was it. It was fun. And I've always enjoyed it, and I've always loved the classics, the early, the early spring classics, uh,
4: the flandron type
2: classics, and yeah,
4: I just there was no athletic background before that. It was just oh, like I saw a bike oh, race, and holy shit, I'm going to do that.
2: No, no, I, I, you know, I played all the t- typical sports that Americans do: baseball, football. Oh, okay. You know, um, so yeah, but it was just a complete. Once I saw cycling, uh, and once I started learning about it, and of course, LeMond won. Yeah, uh, in '86. So it was just. A natural progression into getting into enjoying cycling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and,
4: uh, yeah, okay, never mind. Paul, what got you started?
1: A tricycle. A well, big no, wheel. You guys, am, I, am I going I, too far back?
4: Okay. Yeah, uh, I had a big wheel. I fucking <laughs> love my big wheel, man. Yeah. I used to it, jump that thing. It's
1: just pedaling. And when I went on I two wheels, <laughs> I, was, I was off and going, and I okay. did everything. I had to take out the garbage. I would take my bike if it was anything more than a couple of steps. hate running, hate doing all that, but... <laughs> I, too, did other sports. I did uh, football, basketball, and baseball in a small little school just about 20 miles uh, west of Spokane. And, you know, that was – the competition was great, but I always had an interest for cycling. And I remember as a little kid, you know, just wanting to drop uh, handlebar bikes when I saw at six years old. I called them English racers. I don't know why I (laughs) called them that. And I always wanted – even, like, Sears catalogs and stuff, I wanted – I. There's nothing in in the my. The rest uh,
5: of us were looking at different pages of yeah. the Sears catalog. <laughs> Six million would, dollar see, man,
1: baby. There is something wrong with me, I tell you. So, <clears throat> but anyway, what happened is is I always had that that desire to race bikes. I mean, Spokane in the '60s and '70s, you didn't hear there's it was a small crowd yeah. back then, and so um, 1984, just like Dave, when CBS showed Barry Roubaix for the first time. I went, holy crap, I got to figure out, I, I worked at it. I was in college, uh, dropped out of college, and weighed 205 pounds. We were talking earlier before the podcast about our weight, and I hit that level. Um, and I thought, I got to change, I got to change my life. So, wait, why did you flip me off? There? I just flipped
4: you off because <laughs> I'm currently
1: 205 pounds, you piece of shit. I know, it's nasty, isn't it? <laughs> Try going up a
4: hill. Oh, I, oh wait. Oh, I did yeah. today. Yeah, we yeah did. I did today, yeah. and it didn't work for shit. I just yeah. realized, for the, the listeners, we did do a ride earlier this this morning, and I realized that I'm 40 pounds heavier than Paul Maine and that's probably why he's, well, that's one of the reasons why you're kicking my ass. But wow. anyway, I interrupted you.
1: But uh, anyway, of course, I'm the long-winded one. and uh, But um, anyway, it started at Peru Bay. I, I thought that was so grueling, so interesting, that, that human spirit, that, that type of thing. And, and then, of course, the tour started being exposed to us you know, with Greg LeMond. 85 Tours, the first tour I remember watching and fell in love with it. Bought my first road bike, started racing, I think, my f- first race. And we talked about it on a ride. Yeah. Uh, your sister was my first contact. And I, I raced my first time trial. Contact, I was like, for people who I, raced. I didn't say anything. I'm sorry. All right, this is a phase. And so, anyway... <clears throat> Anyway, so it was—it was a good experience. A race. Calvin Jones was there. He got me all squared away, and I was like a moron and put my toe straps, you know, tucked them in. You remember he used to? Oh you know, yeah. Oh yeah. And I tucked them in in that little like a track rider, and yeah. He's like, son, don't do that. But anyway, fell in love with it. Race since July. What age basically. did
4: you guys officially
5: start racing? What I was age? twenty. Twenty-three. Twenty-three, Chris. I did my first race. I- Think I was about twenty-two, uh, twenty-three. Pat, I remember it well. It was, thirteen. in
2: uh, fatlands. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Thirteen.
4: Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. twelve or thirteen. So I'm the, I'm the youngest in the room, and I've been doing this. Stupid shit the longest. I didn't license up it. I didn't license <laughs> it. It's stupid? 20, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've got a podcast we spend, and we spend, this is stupid. We, no, it, absolutely it is. Well, I mean, I, we spend I, way I, too much money on it. The training time is is 10 times longer than any other athletic endeavor I've ever done. And the money, did I say yeah, the money? I mean, it's just. But, it's,
2: but really, if you enjoy doing it, that's all that counts. because I mean, We'll like, get to it's that. pretty short. <laughs> just enjoy yourself you know yeah
5: not not to disown paul's point of view but he's wrong because i i came from running are you my wife you said i'm wrong <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> go ahead you came from running. a lot yes, a lot I of people think. come from yeah I, I came from it. running and i think the thing that that brought me over to out of running and into cycling was you know it was a lot of this i was a distance runner you know from high school up through through college and at the end of the college, I got into the bike race and I just got schooled by people that weren't that I didn't feel were as strong as me. And and in running, there's some strategy. And in cycling, there is some serious strategy. And what's funny, after all these years, I still suck at the strategy, but I'm still fascinated by it. And that's I think that's what's the biggest draw to me between running and cycling is, is that with running, so often the strongest guy wins, not always, but most yeah. of the time. And in cycling, if the strongest guy's an idiot, he's going to get just someone's going to eat his lunch. I do
4: have to put a little asterisk on this podcast, vocally at least, and say that I'm primarily sitting around a table of roadies.
1: Yes. Yes. yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I you know, me, I kind of play around and, most of the other avenues but you guys don't at all
5: we forgive you
4: yeah i mean even you you did do chris do you still own a mountain bike i
5: gave it away earlier you this gave year Gave it away david have you ever owned one
2: yes but i didn't ride it much i mean you know yeah. I, I do a few things with it but mine had
5: 10 years of dust on it yeah and paul i know
4: you've never owned one
1: yeah we we clarified that no interest in at all
2: actually i wouldn't mind getting a fat tire bike for winter yeah. okay yeah, I'm
5: thinking about it. Yeah, with that bike, yeah. I would. I actually. I, sorry, don't look at me, Paul. <laughs> a a 29er to ride with my some of my family members that ride just mainly dirt roads and and logging roads and stuff. I don't I have no oh. interest in the stumps and the rocks and the stuff like that.
4: Okay, okay, good to know. No, I'm, I'm I'm here. That that was actually one of my questions here. So, a friend of mine once said, "Even if I'm not riding, I'm a cyclist." I know this sounds odd, but uh, does being or have been a bike rider or racer change your perspective on life? I know that sounds really intense and deep and, and all this kind of stuff, but does your history within this athletic endeavor change your perspective on life? Anybody who wants to chime in can go.
2: Well, I'll say this. In America, Yes. Okay. But when Paul and I have been, we've been to Peru Bay twice. Wait, Did
4: what? I tell you that? What? They, yeah, yeah. No, Shit. but
1: seriously,
2: when you talk to Europeans, <laughs> you never told me Europeans—they're they're, like—they're fans of it. There's so many people in America that are fans of the NFL that have ever played football. Yeah. So in Europe, you can be a fan of cycling, and you know, I'm sure they all ride at some point, but they're not competitive cyclists. They enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, America—if you're going to be a fan of cycling, you're probably a cyclist. But in okay. Europe, it's not the same. It's just everybody enjoys it. They, it, it's, it's like our football or our baseball, you know.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it, it, I mean, there are other things. You know, Chris, you and I talked. I remember on some rides once about how. Your brain, our brain has kind of developed through the sport about, and I don't mean this to sound all, you know, religious and over the top like that, but I can be riding on the road and know what a car is going to do
5: before the car is actually going to do it. It's, we talk about this sixth sense that is developed. We were talking about that, having that conversation in Las Vegas when we both hit the skids and a car like would have wiped us out. Yeah. We made a left turn in front of us. Yeah, in the middle just, of our conversation.
4: You can look at the car. You can look at the car and go, "That guy doesn't see me. He's going to turn in front of me." Um, and I, I, think there is, you know, and I, I mean, I could get, I could talk for hours about the concepts of, you know, mental suffering, how that strengthens your character, um, you know, the discipline involved. You know, my my father ever, t- my father told me when I was young, if you ever miss a time trial start you know you're basically a failure in life you know because you know always show up on time you know Stephen roach yeah. yeah 1991 yeah, yeah. Delgado.
5: delgado
4: yeah delgado did too. yeah delgado. and 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 those types of things and you know do you guys agree that your history in the sport has I, I guess it's a generic duh question but has it changed who you are even even when you're not on your bike
1: yeah i think um you know, certainly you learn through struggle and stuff. I think that's part of my allure to to road cycling is, is you know, you see these guys not only just pushing to the limit, but even the sense of awareness that, that to me, road cycling gives. And you, you have to, I guess, in mountain bike, too, you know, your surroundings, you. you have to be focusing. But um, like even our ride, it was very windy today knowing I'm turning to the left. And it's not like I think about it. It's not a cognitive thing that wind's coming from the left and we're turning towards the left. It's going to be headwind. So move. So the guys that are behind me. Thank you for that, by the way. uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting when you look back and it's like you start being instinctive. But um, I think, you know, there's times where, you know, even in my life outside of, of any, you know, sporting thing, i've had some hard times yeah. and and knowing that i've been in a position in cycling and it doesn't have to be physical but you're you're mentally battling whether do i quit or do i go on what and no other sport ever ever pushed me like that and like i said i i played baseball basketball and football almost all my life and i started at eight years old and then when i went to college that was all dried up you know uh this sport has offered me tons tons of, of knowledge of uh, and, and, and experience that you know push through that envelope just just go put your head down and
4: part of me I mean for example uh, you know not to bring him up because I can't stand the guy but uh, uh, Lance Armstrong when he was di- diagnosed with cancer he as as a career he spent his entire life dealing with pain and dealing with levels of pain um, do you think that you know, if Lance wasn't a bike racer, he would have felt that pain and noticed something was wrong earlier. I mean, do we develop this thick skin when it comes to, to aches and pains and suffering and, and hardships?
2: Well, cycling is about suffering. Yeah. That's what it is. I and mean, that, that's the beauty of the sport. If you want to push yourself, you do. Uh, I did a climb on Monday that I hadn't done in a long time, and it really hurt. <laughs> and it was, that, was, that was the fun part of it. I mean, it's just, yeah, you get through it, and, and it's, it's instant gratification. I made it, I did it, you know, but it is hard I mean it's not an easy sport
1: I think you know too the I think our uh dave i am speaking for Dave, but the allure of the the uh early spring classics, they're battlegrounds, World War one, and we yeah. were driving around you know taking during a reconnaissance at Perroo Bay um, <clears throat> we went to the cfour uh delabra and and uh the arnberg forest. And we're driving through this countryside that's just riddled with like turrets, you know, these dug in and farmers are just farming around, these thick concrete things from world war one. And, and even on the muir, Dave, what, what was that? Uh, how many people died? In the- I think
2: back in world war one, 159,000 men died in like three days. Jesus. That's it's huge. Yeah, And it's, it's all part of the landscape. That's why they embrace it. Um, and really, you think about it, cycling's a difficult, hard sport. It's It kind of grew out of that, you know?
1: And there's a race now. I was, how long is the the Great Memorance Race? It's in that whole area, through Gerasbergen and all that. It's all the battlefields, and it's all to commemorate World War One. That's amazing. That's a, What an amazing sport. Yeah. We've got guys grabbing knees, and people arguing in, in American football on these multi-billion dollar courses, and here we have Cobblestones laid down by Napoleon's army, and we have blood in the soil that you're riding over. What a great sport! This is amazing.
4: That's a little creepy. Blood in the soil <laughs> that's right over. But no, it's 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 no. It's uh, not to be overly romantic, but holy shit! I never thought of it that way.
5: Well, and and just the, I, I got a similar thing out of you know I enjoy cycling more than running, and in, in the sense, like I said earlier, that the it's like a to me, it's like a chess game where the stronger you are, the more mistakes you can make and the more moves you had. But um, I got a similar thing out of running in the sense that that there was so much carryover. I started running in high school, and it gave me the confidence, you know, kind of in the back of my head that I can get through a lot of tough stuff. And, and I don't want to get melodramatic. I've been through some tough stuff in my life, and I, I think... The cycling and the running before it, you get a certain confidence. You know from all the suffering. You know you're suffering for fun. You're going up a hill you haven't gone up in a while, and you freaking made it. No one's there. You are, or you know, you ride with your friends and you're last one over the top of the hill, but you still made it. And that knowledge, that ability to make it, whatever it was, even if you got off and walked, um, you made it. And I think that actually carries through to other parts of your life that you can make it through stuff that you might not otherwise believe you could
2: i would disagree about getting off and walking okay <laughs> okay this opens the door I mean, this opens I mean, the yeah. door every one of
4: my levels Nick just redlined. Yeah. yeah we all we all just got <laughs> <laughs> because i think i've hinted about your your nickname here comes. Two yeah, different yeah. shows. so here's the, here's the story real quickly <laughs> okay
1: so, before you go any further this okay. is a big deal. I'm the storyteller. I'll let him tell it, and then I'll embellish. Okay, yeah, okay so now our go ahead. podcast,
2: Paul. So yeah. we were, uh, <laughs> this is back in, I'm going to guess what, 91, 92? Yeah. And so, so we Roque. had a guy going to Gonzaga here, a nice kid. He was, his name is Roque Matas, and he was from Belize. And we were doing a climb, and I don't remember, where, you know where it was at. It's spring
1: Canyon is part okay. of the Troika. So we're through. climbing
2: up this climb, and there's snow all everywhere, and there's gravel everywhere. It's just, it's just horrible. And Roque is in front of me. And we're climbing, and there's a couple guys ahead of us and a couple guys behind us, and Roque is traversing because it's pretty steep, and all of a sudden, what happens is, being from Belize, his cleats and his pedals have all rusted up, so he can't really get out very good. (laughs) Well, he falls over the snowbank right in front of me, and I can't get around. I have to stop and get off, and I walk around him like four or five steps. I get back on, I start riding. Well, we had Tom Ramsey and... um, Terry Brazil, behind yeah. me. And they start yelling blasphemy, and they call me Dismount Dave. <laughs> so I go, I go over the top laughing my head off, and Roque comes up. And, of course, Roque throws me into the bus. You know, He's like, yeah. oh, no, you got off your bike. Well, like, I couldn't get around you. You're laying on the ground, you know. <laughs> but that was it. So,
4: yeah. But it was it was fun. No shit. Here, I thought. <laughs> you see, I'd never heard that version of the story. I never knew there was snow. That version. I never knew there was, was gravel. A lot of snow. I always thought was a lot of I thought it was like June doing intervals up a steep hill, and you're like, "Fucking, I'm walking." No, no,
1: no. He can actually further this. Like two years later, he's at a party, and a famous guy this in town who this is, is his a, a started the Wim series for for mountain bikes. Dave Moffat. Yeah. yeah, Dave Moffat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he's at this party and I lay it over to Dave, late so, great so, Dave Moffat. Yeah.
2: yeah. So this is probably ninety. I don't know when this. Is, like two years later. So um, I'm at this party and this guy is telling the Dismount Dave story started to grow out of control, and so I'm <laughs> yeah. listening to him <laughs> like and all stories. Yeah. And so I'm standing there. there's all these people there and, and uh, he's telling the story about Dismount Dave and I'm like listening to it. I'm like, no, that that didn't happen like that. I know there's this no. This is way. somebody you didn't even know. I at had the time. no idea who he was. And he's telling the story. I said, no, I. Listen, I'm Dismount Dave. That never happened. Like, I made this massive ah! bridge and won this race. I thought this never happened. He goes, oh, I've met Dismount Dave. He's much taller and better looking than you are. <laughs> so, now, let's see. That was 1990. Oh, it gets better. So, 94. That was probably 94. So, 2007, I'm at Huckleberry's getting some beer. And Dave had been killed in a, a, yeah, a Mount biking Mount, Mount, Mount mountain biking accident. Mountain biking accident, yeah. And I hear these people talking about, he loved that beer. Dave Moffat loved that beer. I go, so I'm talking to these young guys, and and uh, they go, "Oh, did you know Dave?" I said, "Well, I so I kind of told him a story." Yeah. And the guy looks at me, and goes, "You're Dismount Dave? I thought you were a lot taller." <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I gotta be like seven two to live up to these stories. Dude,
4: <laughs> you're fucking Dalton.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
2: I thought you'd
4: be big. Yeah. yeah. It's like,
2: Dismount, Dave. I'm so disappointed.
1: it's like okay, <laughs> 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 Okay. The truth is finally I mean, there's out. There's dismount. Yeah. It, Paul,
4: you don't have it. any color commentary to throw in.
1: No, it was, it was very, you know, it's it's a it is a steep climb and there's a tart right hand corner <laughs> a and, and a lot, lot of lot sand. Of and it was here in Spokane, it was the year of ninety-one. To, it was the year of ninety one and ninety-two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, oh, sure. and and that, yeah, sure enough. So that was how this Tom Ramsey kept saying, Dave dismounted, dismount Dave, dismount Dave. And it stuck. We were laughing in tears. And of course, he's like groveling. He got in front of me. I had no choice. I you can't know, run him he over. was trying to put up a fight. But <laughs> it was a national <laughs> incident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. He's a blesian of national Belizian. champion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was. He was a blesian national champion really? on the road. Yeah. Yeah. We heard about it.
4: A lot, a lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot, yeah. I haven't. I, I, I wish I knew somebody who mentioned
5: something a lot. I will give <laughs> Dave and Paul credit <laughs> because I've heard I've, heard, I've heard many versions yeah. of this story, and that actually was the most consistent one. That one was well. It that, came from that. the source, except well, you, it came from yeah. a shorter source.
1: That means yeah. another bike ride, and I'm going to twist that story when we're right. You will, bike.
5: yeah, yeah. 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 So, my uh, back, uh, kind of back on t- uh, topic. Um, How come you focus on the fact that he's shorter and not that he's less handsome?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> well, I, that that's impossible. That's impossible for anybody to be less handsome. Boy, it sounds like I'm hitting on all of you. Um, what keeps you going? I was thinking about this today and we were on this ride, and I was going, I have done this effing loop so many times. I mean, I have probably done this loop more times than I changed my kid's diaper when he was a kid. You know, uh, well, I don't have to change anymore. He's 19. Um, God, least thank I, God. At least yeah. I not. Um <laughs> What's it been, two years? Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> um, but what keeps you going? And you know, I, I I remember I stopped racing a while ago, and here I am about to start back up again. But it always, one of my complaints was same rides, same people, same courses, same races um what keeps you going and keeps it feels you good yeah
2: it does it just feels good it's just it's the the camaraderie it's the enjoyment of yeah. it um it's the ever-changing landscape we, you know we're going into a, in the next 10 years should be pretty exciting for road cycling we've got we really art we've got uh matthew vanderpoel we've got some tes banu we've got great riders coming in and it's just fun to watch it it's it never gets old does it i mean it's
4: it's enjoyable. Okay, you're talking as a cycling fan, a fan of, of yeah. watching and yeah. things like that. Um, how about riding? How about to me? You know, a, you got a great point though, Dave. I there's mean, a couple. I, I watch Perry Roubaix every year, and I'm on the edge of my seat every year. Yeah. There's Jesus a couple Christ. things that, that keep we in were mind there. For me and, yeah, fine.
5: and trust me, after being off the bike for about a year and a half for injuries and whatnot, indoor workouts. You talk about everything being the same. Oh, my God. Indoor workouts, everything is the same. I the freak gym, out every pool. winter, though.
4: I freak out yeah. every
5: winter, and I have to get on my bike. And it's like, what the fuck am I training yeah, even for? If, but at the same time, when you go outside and you ride, whether it's by yourself or in a group, the wind's different, the weather's different, the road's different, the seasons are different, the trees are different, there's a moose. No, there's not a moose. There's, <laughs> you know, it, it's, You're out in the world, and it's not just the same sterile environment every time. And that... To me, is it's it's like we were joking today. We, on our ride, we all got KOMs or, or best you know of what? The day. I you, you know you what? Got a
4: KOM? Screw you. No, I didn't get a KOM, and I just want that to be said right now. You know, everybody was all but, patting themselves on the back. It's like, dude, all three of us did these great KOMs, and you guys got them, and I just got like fastest ride of but a, like f- of a hundred yard stretch for the day,
5: <laughs> the day. Well, it's, it's been beaten not- since. <laughs> By the same token, Pat. I mean, Paul's kom was actually up a hill and over a hill. Mine well, yeah. Was, mine was 13 seconds, and I'm not a sprinter. And yo, yours was 14 seconds. Mine was 14 seconds, yeah, right. and it was fastest so like, of the day. Really? I mean, they don't mean much. You beat us. But That's all that matters.
4: I was the, the funny thing is I was behind you guys. Well,
1: I
5: was I, trying I, to I catch played. up. Both Paul, both Pat and I were like, while we were trying to catch up to you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but. You know, it's one of those things where it's like the weather condition. I mean, we had tailwinds, yeah. you know, in that section during the headwind. I was yeah. glued to Paul's or your wheels. Or, you know.
4: So but, but basically my point is, you know, I'll, I'll, we're all sitting around a table, you know, and, and we're all still doing this. I don't know about you guys. I get to the point where if I eat a donut in the winter, I feel guilty still at this age. And you're Catholic. It's not meat on Fridays. Thou shalt not eat a donut on any day that ends in a Y. Jesus, but um, so are you? So I understand.
1: You.
4: What that's what, how I know. What keeps that going, and why is it always the? Is it is this going to be a specter that hangs well, over you our just
2: lives? Nailed it. It's the guilt. It's yeah, the, it is. It's, it's the guilt guilt. For what though. It doesn't matter. You've been doing this for so long that you just get used to it and this is how you are. We'll be 70 years old worrying about oh, should I have those carbs right now because I'm gonna go train tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. no, I, just, I think he's got a that's, point. That's, I that's, I, yeah. I ate a
5: bowl of potato chips this afternoon thinking according to Strava, I just burned 1,200 calories. <laughs> oh dude, I
4: love Strava because of that. I come home and I'm like Yeah Board's time. <laughs> I, I <laughs> line <laughs> him up. Yeah. I hate tequila, but fuck it. <laughs> you know
1: it's just fun. <laughs> well I, if i could chime in on that Please. what keeps me going obviously i've been doing this for 32 years even our training ride you know to me it's like picking things apart and even in a race the state championship was here you did a beautiful job of announcing it yeah, thank the you. road race thank you, you fell you. asleep a couple of times you know, i did i was bored out of my yeah. ass okay. yeah so, but the Board thing out, was that
4: doesn't make sense. Anyway, keep
1: going. <laughs> I don't even want to picture that. Yeah. Board out of your ass. Anyway, <laughs> where to <it> go? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just like I know this course. I, I I knew how to play it. I mean, that's what makes cycling to me interesting. Whether it's a training ride or a race, wind direction. You know, who's there? Who who you riding with? Who's, you know, the hill. You, you can. It is a cerebral sport more than any sport that i ever participated in it, it, it's amazing i mean you know how you feel you have to be smart enough to the people you know their strengths you want them to stay away from that and you get them to play against their weaknesses i mean it, it is amazing sport and and not to bash any other uh, discipline oh time I, trial or, or or triathlons or mountain bikes or or cross but a lot of it, and that's why people like it, because you can't be judged. It's, I almost said I'm not a smart sport, but that's not true. It is you a smart. You still have to be sure. smart. But but the thing is, there is so much, so many elements. It starts pissing rain or hailing, and it's all that has to be inputted into your brain if you want to. And racing, that's that's to me like racing is the pinnacle for my riding. That's why I ride. It's just like it's hailing. Okay. I've got tubulars. There's guys with clinchers. There's not... I mean, I'm trying to put all this information in. I love that shit. I, I, I do. I, gotta, I, I suck at it. I gotta but say I
4: like in defense of the other genres and styles that all that stuff is taken into account. Um, uh, this this podcast is being released after a, a discussion I had with with Josh Berry, a, a huge, I mean, major roadie switched to mountain bike and now he's doing big time gravel. And he talks about the tactics and how you know I don't dra- I'm not going to draft in this behind this guy because I'm preserving my tires, you know, and things like that. And so there is that that constant evolution. I watched the world women's world championship today and mountain bike cross country. And they were talking about specific riders, specific course styles, and how you capitalize on your specific style of riding. So I think I, I you know, I'm gonna say I think it's across the board.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think I wouldn't disagree by any means. But I think road racing it happens in a matter of seconds. You take a left turn, you know, you know, like cross country mountain biking. You were telling me is like what a four kilometer loop.
4: Yeah, that the, you watch. the new style. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and circuit racing too. That, that's the same thing. You you yeah. get in a road race. And you start seeing teams now. You're dealing with team strategy, not individuals. So you got to throw that in the mix. And what is like in the Vuelta? What what is the intentions of? Why is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ben um, King? Yeah, Ben King. You know, his attacks. He, he loses time. I'm not saying that's his purpose, but he loses time because it's all important about if he's up front, nobody's going to chase that down. And today was a fine and Vuelta. If you saw it. Uh, there's a stage with, um, what's his name? Uh, gosh, for guy, the Polish writer. Kwiatkowski. Thank you. Um, he's in there and they're Nicholas Roach is like, get out of here. We can't get away because you're with us. That, yeah. see, that adds another element. But, uh, yeah, it's not a dumb sport. It's not a, those other sports. You guys not, all but, heard that,
4: right? So direct well, your, your yeah. complaints. <laughs> all add, you don't have They're, an email address I, I, with the website. No, like I'll give as them as well. my tweet account. There I don't go. have yeah, one, yeah, yeah, but I'll f- make Twitter one up. Make yeah. one up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, so. or but send it to still, it, it is it is a complicated score, sport. And, in uh, you know,
5: yeah. That's why I call it a chess game. It's like a rolling chess game. And it's like if you don't have enough fitness, you can't play. But just because you have fitness doesn't mean you're gonna win.
2: I just like wearing Lycra. <laughs> Thank you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I just like.
4: <laughs> yeah, cause that that oh, that goes over well. Okay, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Um, the, the, how many bikes? Sorry,
5: bike? I get a ride at lunch, and the worst part of my I I have an office. I go in my office, I change clothes, I go for a ride, and the locker room at the at my office is like. Eh, down a hall and around the corner oh, yeah. up a set of stairs. That is the worst part of my whole day: is getting the looks, back, leaving my bike in the office, and trying to get from my office to the locker room in my lycra. Yeah,
1: but you have a- to explain what you—you've got a mixture of of white collar and blue collar. He works for a sewage treatment plant for yeah. for the it's city. It's
5: ninety nine percent blue
1: collar. Yeah, that's not going over. I weigh these guys. half as much as all those <laughs> yeah. guys. That sets the stage.
5: Yeah, no, dude, it's, try
4: rolling out of a high school. That's where I leave my work and and, and my lycra.
5: You hey, there not goes put Mr. That on Pat. Until after all the kids are gone, otherwise. Well, you're I going usually to jail. wait about a
4: half an hour till the school day is over.
5: <laughs> otherwise, I, I'm not you're in jail. You? Just, yeah. Do <laughs> any
1: jail. of the kids go? You know what? I feel like sausage. Actually, you know, Mr. Bulger went by. No, and I, of course. If something's I, maybe that stuffs you know, into <laughs> casings <laughs> and you know, all right. Panarinis? Fuck all, all three of you. How
4: many bikes do you guys own, and how many do you want? Chris, how many bikes do you own and how many do you want?
5: My bikes or my family's bikes? You. Just, mine. just you.
3: You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
5: I got four. I need two more. Four need two more. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: I have one. Whoa. 1997 Geos road bike. Holy and shit. Paul. Paul's got my 1990 Serrata mountain bike that he uses. And then next wait, year. Wait, 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 wait. What did you the just say? The curtain has been opened. Pay no year, attention. I mean, next year I'll get one. I'll get a carbon
1: fiber frame. Wait,
4: sure. Yeah. Paul?
1: I have got to clarify that. Yeah, well, it, it, it uh, is a Benzerada T-Max 1991 with with top mount shifters. It's my commuter bike. So,
4: so you've been on a mountain bike. You
1: have slicks on it? I do have the knobbies that you were up in your attic that you gave me. That's what I use. So you have knobbies on it. Yeah. Ooh. But I would never Ooh. take Paul, oh, you ride a road. mountain bike. He does every yeah. day. If you rode that bike I, no, off-road, I'd no, I, I on this one. No, I'm I'm with Pat on this <laughs> hang one. Hang on. Hang on. We clarified yeah. this. Dave says it's his bike. I'm using it. You are so
4: there two we go. steps away from a visor on your helmet. <laughs>
1: eight, eight miles a day.
2: <laughs> the man commutes eight no, miles I, you, a day. We, on a mountain we, mountain. Passed, yeah.
4: <laughs> we passed a guy in recumbent,
1: and I'm thinking, God, he looks, the head ones are nasty. So comfortable. Yeah, look at that
5: guy. He's got no, flags no, in was, there. I was looking at his flags going, That's too much drag. <laughs> yeah.
4: I wasn't looking. I was too tired.
5: You want my opinion? Yeah, I do.
4: How many okay. bikes do you have?
1: I I and have you need? 3 but I need way more. I <laughs> I need way more. So but I have a wife too and okay. I don't want a divorce. So
5: let me clarify two of my bikes are in the attic. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So you have I own four. Okay. Two are rideable. I'm not going to answer this question. Yeah. No, you need to.
4: Well, between myself, my son, and my wife, there are eighteen bikes in this
5: household. You didn't let me answer that way. How many do you? How many are yours? I have to
4: actually start. I, I'm glad I have a pen with me. Do tandems count? Yep, for a half for me. Yeah, yep. Do. Okay, so there are three tandems in this. Well, house. Let's go
1: this way. Does that yeah. tandem ever be used when you're not on it? No. Okay, then, then it
4: counts as a whole bike. Yeah.
5: Oh shit! Let's
1: call it Your excuse let's, to go let's out.
2: Compromise. Call it one and a half.
4: Okay. Well, I don't want to do that kind of math. I've had, I've had some beer. I don't want to do those kind of math numbers. So three tandems are in this house. Liberal arts um, majors. <laughs> fine arts asshole. Um, uh Three tandems. I have my road bike. I have my mountain bike. I have a cross bike. I have, um, well, do my old mountain bikes count okay, so too? Well, apparently because bike, I'm using his.
2: That's all you really have. You have a road bike and a cross bike. The rest of them don't really count. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: uh, opinionated. Um, I have my retro Leroyca bike, a Peugeot uh-huh. Vetus. I That's have. French, doesn't count. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that was a fetus? <laughs> Vetus? <V-t>. Vetus. <laughs> I Vetus. Have, I have a, a DaVinci time trial bike with a small front wheel. The nice. 26 and well, the 700 yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Funny bike. Um, I, had, I had an old Pinarello
2: like that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have. Sold
4: for okay. Yeah. Shit. I have. I think I have a cruiser down there, a one speed cruiser. Um, I'm trying to think, and I'm trying not to cause dead air over the. Over the well, I'm going to answer stuff. something
2: because I bet that Pinarello that I sold to Roque okay is somewhere in Belize right now, still racing.
4: Oh, or rusted out. Or
2: rusted yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Technically, I'm going to stop right turn? there. I'm going to stop right there. I have yeah. nine.
5: No.
4: Nine of my own that are in use. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I went into podcasting because I need to get the big bucks.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I bought the carbon fiber and then I took all my other road bikes and I just put them in the attic.
4: You, well, you want to know the funny thing is. is that I, a oh, shit. I forgot the Harry Gary. That's 10. Yep. yep, yep. That's a good bike. That's 10. That's a great bike. That's yeah, a steel is. bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So I'm at 10, and I honestly would love a fat bike. I'd love a new carbon fiber road bike.
2: What if we all got fat bikes and just rode around the wintertime? I'd do it. We're, we're going to have a hard winter this year. Yeah, it's
4: I would do it. Easy. I loved it. Found I've done it once. They're, are, they're, they're like...
5: selling them at Costco for 212 bucks.
4: Yeah, but the forks are probably mounted <laughs> backwards.
5: <laughs> Cos- <laughs> God. My kids
1: are out of the house. What do I do with going to Costco? <laughs> I
4: have 12. Well, I like the free samples. All right, oh, uh, the, the podcast is going off the rails. We went in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. podcast in the podcast going off the rails. We're in the cabin. Wait, wait,
5: Dave's got to get off his bike and go around us. Oh,
4: <laughs> that was just <laughs> fucking that mean. Was, yeah. I don't know. I know. Gentlemen, would you say there is a difference between what I would like to classify as lifelong cyclists and the newbies who only have, let's, maybe three, five, or even ten years of experience? Absolutely. What would you say is the difference?
5: Their willingness to suffer. Really? Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, no, no. I really I think so. There's a bunch of I've this seen. This is them. the total third kids these days. I know. <laughs> it, except it's, yeah, it's, it it's other old guys. I've seen other old guys. I mean, I'm related to a few of them and yeah. I've ridden distance with a few of them. And man, those guys, they ride from from coffee shop to coffee shop. And they ride. So that's
4: that's that's not that's not across the board. No, no, no. Say. Okay. But
5: it, but it, I think a lot of the guys that have gotten into it in their forties and then in their fifties and later, they don't push themselves like the guys that have been doing this for years. There's nothing that
4: drives me more crazy than when somebody passes me and quotes Vellominati to me or something like that, and I'm just like, you let them pass you? Well, yeah. I'm a nice guy. I, you know, everybody needs their day in the sunshine. Uh, Paul and Dave, what, what's the difference between us well, and I these think, young I think
2: Chris has kind of got monks. a uh, good point, but we all start somewhere. And
5: yeah. we all I don't racing. mean to diss yeah, them. Yeah. I think it's great that they're out on the bikes. I think a lot of these guys that I've seen haven't done anything athletic or active for 30 years. And so huge points to them for getting on a bike at Absolutely. all.
4: Yeah, but wait but, a minute. I'm, talk, I mean, I I'm even talking about
5: guys like uh, a, a semi-famous
4: uh, college basketball player here in Spokane who is now an absolute beast on, on his bicycle. He, um, and he, I mean, I know for a fact if I were to line up with him, he would leave me in the dust. Oh. So, i
1: correct what, you. He was a professional basketball
5: player.
4: He was player professional, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of major claim to fame yeah, here yeah. was during his I years. I
5: think he's, he's a very – he's unusual. In the sense that he came from – he knows he came from sport already. Okay. I'm talking about the people that were 20-year NFL fans and then – Oh, okay, okay,
4: okay. I'm talking across the board. I mean, I'm saying, you know, people who've been at the sport for – three, five years and already cat twos. Is there a difference between I was a cat two in the eighties and you're a cat two now? And I mean, what oh, sorry, mentality and things like that. I misunderstood the question. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I go off.
1: Yeah. For me, I, I would say that I encourage anybody to ride and whatever the cause was. It was the, uh, Lance Armstrong effect, which was huge. It was huge. But, uh, or is it something that they just thought, man, I got to lose this tonnage, you know? Yeah. Kudos to you. But uh, I think that's where it, it's hard to drive. You're asking a question that, that creates that mentality of road riders. We're arrogant and, and a Absolutely. little elitist. And, I, and I, do, I, I do, I have to say, I do battle yeah. that. And the, and the type of individual that rides, that Chris described, is like the guys who buy, the dentist who buys a Harley. That's, yeah. I think, that's okay. what I I we're dealing what with. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But I'm when,
5: still glad they're out on the bike.
1: But. Yeah but I have a tendency to really like the kid that you see on a nineteen you know ninety three Bianchi and he's you know digging it. yeah, but you know it's like this we all
2: it doesn't matter what the sport is. If you've been it for a long time, you've seen a lot of it. So some new person comes along and you look at him like they're me they they don't have the experience. I will always remember I was the first person to have STI. Durace back in
1: 1992. I sold
2: that to you. I know. And we, yeah, you did. And we would meet at the carousel for group rides. And there was this older guy, probably, he was at least in his mid-50s. He would show up, well, back then. He's you know. probably dead now. Yeah. And he would show up and he had the, <laughs> well, he had the simplex shifters. Medicine And he had all the simplex, and he had wool jerseys in the, in the, in the crocheted gloves. He'd been oh, riding yeah. since the 60s. Yeah. And he'd look at all my new stuff, and he was just baffled by it. To him, I probably wasn't a real cyclist. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You have all this fancy
1: stuff, this eight
2: speed, you know, Durace. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: need to click my shift. I you just know, he, find he, it. I, had, I
2: yeah. had clipless pedals. He didn't, you know, he had. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where we get kind of stuck in our way, and yeah. that's okay.
4: But... We've just defined four old curmudgeons sitting on the dining Yeah. That's right. I did, didn't table. I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay, before I get to the point where we got we gotta switch to rapid fire here, but I think we should probably take a break and f- refill our glasses before we go to the rapid fire. but um uh, i guess I guess my last question for this topic would be does a, what defines in your opinions what the term when we talk to when we talk use the specific term of a cyclist is do you have to be competitive? do you have to race? Um, what do you even have to be on the bike anymore? Um, does what defines the term of a cyclist in your guys' opinion?
1: I think since Dave and I went to Mecca, uh, did I yeah. tell you we went to oh, right. what? Really? And, when? But when? we met three guys, and you you sampled that that interview, or actually yeah. not sampled, you did ran that interview. Yeah. And uh, those guys, one of them was Kevin was uh, was a serious cyclist. The other guys, they kick around. And, and you get when you get into that atmosphere, and there and and there's a camaraderie. There's people who just ride their bikes on a daily basis, and admire these guys doing you know fifty kilometers an hour over the cobblestones. That, that's amazing. It, it, it's to me, you don't have to ride. You don't have to do anything. A, a person who appreciates what the sport is, that is a cyclist. Really okay, and 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 whether you're pushing a you know forty pound cruiser or a a cross bike, a mountain bike, or whatever, if you enjoy what you're doing and you're and it's healthy, hey, that's good.
4: Whoa, okay. Anybody else?
5: I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in and say if you if you're just you're a cycling fan, what you described as a combination of cyclists and cycling fan, and and to me, I guess if you ever get on a bike. To ride, if you change your clothes to be on the bike (laughs) and you ever ride without trying to get any specific place, you know, there's a lot of people that bicycle commute and I admire the heck out of them. I'm not one of them, but I do admire them. But they're doing it as a means to an end. Um, that's you know, I'm going to work, I'm going to the grocery store, whatever. But if you ever get on a bike, whether it's a cruiser or a race bike or whatever. And you just go for a ride for the sake of the ride that I think makes you a cyclist.
2: Uh, that's good. But I would say that anybody that rides a bike is a cyclist. And, and Again, wow. I go back to Europe, yeah. and, and there were so many people that just rode to work four miles every day. That makes you a cyclist.
4: Just, so, okay, so, I mean, you know, a, a person riding a bike, I, I guess I'm trying to look too much into this or something like that. I'm trying to create this, this holy definition, this, you know, this religious moment of, of, of the difference between riding you a feel bike. feel
5: guilty about eating potato chips.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. or a donut.
5: That's an elitist.
4: That's an elitist, and I'm sitting around a table with roadies.
2: Cycling is just one of those things where there's so many people that do it from so many different levels. And it all makes him cyclist, I think. I mean, really.
4: Okay. You know, right. I'm good with that. All right, I'm going to hit pause. as If this was a live show and we were in a pub because I see four empty glasses around the table, and um, I'm going to hit pause, and we're going to come back, and we're going to do rapid fire. Now, when I say rapid fire, I want to emphasize the word rapid. Rapid. Okay, keep it brief, gentlemen. Okay, quick short-form responses, or I will give you shit, all right? (laughs) So we will be back shortly after we fill glasses and drain bladders. And just like that, we're back. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is usually the time in a live show when we do trivia, but we don't have people who can win our prizes for trivia. So we're going to do rapid fire. I want to get quick, fun responses out of you guys on each of my following uh, questions or prompts, I guess we could say. Sound fair?
5: Yep. No.
4: Gentlemen, uh, should we just go Chris, Dave, Paul, since we're going around the room? Okay. Uh, Best bike you've ever owned? Uh, BMC. BMC?
1: Uh, my geos
4: geos paul my bmc really mm-hmm. i'm gonna say uh it was definitely my i'm gonna actually say it's my Harry gary yeah no, sorry although glenn made me a beautiful elephant sorry i have to be nice to glenn because he listens to the show favorite athlete favorite cyclist tyler hamilton what
5: you said quick your favorite <laughs>
4: cyclist is tyler Ham- really you
5: said quick I was- sorry that no there's nothing wrong with that i just well, I, he was a druggie Oh, but yeah. I wish I knew where he got it. Oh, God. Dave. <laughs> hey. uh, Andre Schmiel. Andre. What? Yeah.
4: You guys are picking the weirdest names in the world, Paul. He, he uh, I like Tez Banuts. Yeah. You got to think Tess about Benute. it. That's no Yeah, worry. I, I like
2: won. that kid. The man
5: won three monuments.
4: Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm just, I don't have anything wrong with that, but they're just abstract names. He, I expected he ran, like a...
5: wrote the Jura with a broken collarbone.
4: Uh, Tyler did, yeah. No, I I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I I'm, I was a Bernardino fan personally. No, uh, that's I would I'd go Bernardino or Sean Kelly even even oh, Tyler. Oh, Sean Kelly, I, I can yeah. see absolutely. Yeah.
2: He won four monuments.
4: Yeah. Uh, did you ever believe Lance Armstrong, Chris?
5: Honest. I wanted to. Okay. It's hard to say if I did. It was easy to believe. It was very easy to believe the fall.
4: Okay. Uh, I ass. believed him I believed before him. the fall Yeah,
5: I did I believed you him do believe on.
4: Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I believed him in the first year until I talked to a guy who raced over in Europe and he said a friend of mine and he said no he's he's dirty believe me he's dirty yeah. and I had to believe him because he was in the middle of it so. I
4: believed I believed not going to lie I believed uh, next bike you'd like to buy Chris I think we already almost answered this TT bike actually no
5: shit really I haven't done it in a long time but I want to okay Dave,
2: uh, probably by a Focus
1: KO. Focus, yeah, a carbon fiber frame. Yeah.
2: Okay,
5: Paul,
1: mine's a commuter bike because I commute.
4: You want that belt driven thing, don't yeah, you? Yeah,
1: it's belt driven, eleven speeds, internal just brakes. Wow, yeah. yeah, BMC makes it. I'll have to talk to uh,
5: Morgan at, at Mojo.
4: Okay, um, I, mine's mine's definitely a road bike. I want a new you have road to go bike.
5: The other direction now.
4: I have to go the other way? Okay, we'll go, we'll go back to Paul. My dog's getting frisky in the background. His toys have squeakers in them, but who gives a shit? It's my podcast. I can cry if I want to. Um, is steel real? Paul? I like it a lot,
1: uh, and uh, if carbon had to go away, that would be where I'd go. No titanium, no aluminum. Yeah. Dave? Yeah, I love steel. I think it's great.
5: Chris? Absolutely, unless you want to win. Oh, <laughs> oh! But, I, but I'm with Paul. It's like it's you know it, it only got supplanted by carbon fiber because carbon fiber just it just performs crazy,
4: incredible. Yeah. I love my steel bikes. I'm not gonna. I, I love my steel bikes. I know it makes me old, but it, I'm gonna love my steel bikes. Dumbest thing you've ever put on a bike or on uh, actually dumbest thing ever to be put on a bike or onto a cyclist. Okay, for example, I'm gonna start right now. Third eye mirrors.
1: Boy, I mean, you you kind of stole it. Yeah, uh, I know. That's yeah, why I did it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I would have to say disc brakes.
4: Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. For road. For road. For road. They yeah. are
1: great for mountain and cross. So
4: yeah, the
2: Rudy Project helmets that had the little visor in the back. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah. I forgot about oh, those. Shit. I didn't remember those. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot back about in those. the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris? The Camelback backpack water bottle. Waters you are, are so, you guys are
4: such roadies. <laughs> I think those things do get you through some of those long rides. I'm not going to lie. I know, but, but I yeah, sweat enough without having the yeah yeah okay ladder on my back. Uh, best decade for the sport of cycling, Paul.
1: Ah, uh, I say current age. I like it. Current, okay. Yep. I really do like the way things are going. They uh, 70s. 70s. Merks
5: Devlamic. Yeah. Games. Oh yeah. 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 Chris. I got to go with the current one too.
4: Really, I'm going '80s. I love the '80s. I, 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 it was it was awesome. I just actually did a a total gang symbol. I just put flashed up there. <laughs> <laughs> um best tour writer ever, and you can't say Mercs. Paul Bernard. You know,
1: Indurain. Oh yeah, he he got it. Yeah.
5: Really? Okay, Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Indurain as well. I'm trying to think now.
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably... You know what? I, I'm i going to throw this out there. Lance Armstrong won seven tours, oh, yeah. you guys.
1: Well, you know, you got a point? Because, he. you know, everybody had drugs at that time. Yeah. You could say even Plainfield. He really did pick apart each... And You know, strategically, he really picked that. Yeah. He knew where to attack, what to do at what time. Yep. You can't take that away from him, but... He's a he's an
5: ass. Yeah, that that
4: a dickhead does not make you a lesser quality of a tour rider. No, no.
5: If if you go, if you remove the dickhead, I gotta go with Armstrong. But he was such, even before we knew he was dirty, he was such an ass.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, best classics rider ever. Dave, you want to go first? You had the mic up there.
2: Uh, Rick Van Louie.
4: Whoa. Paul?
1: Yeah, this is hard to beat. Uh, I would have to say um, I like Roger DeFlamic. Yeah.
5: God, you're old. Chris? I'm brain farting. I can see him. I can see his jersey. I can. Uh. What What was
4: the jersey? Describe the jersey. We Mont- might Mont- be able to help you. you Museo? Museo? Museo. Thank you. Okay. I'm going back to Kelly again. Yeah. There's nothing that guy could do wrong, in my opinion. I grew up with his posters on my wall.
1: And you interviewed him.
4: And yeah, he was on this podcast. Everybody, look back through the archives, yes. and he, he's the source of Rule Eleven. Is yeah, he is the source of Rule Eleven, which we looked up during the break. There, um, if you could not ride road, would you still be a cyclist, Chris? Yes,
1: yes, Paul. My definition, yes.
4: What? Wait, what the fuck? Well, is your you definition? ask this
1: question. What qualifies it? it is somebody who's passionate about it. Who? You oh,
4: know, yeah, yeah. you're calling so, back on that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you still race or ride? If you yeah, I would ride. ride. I would
1: commute. Commuting is, just the is a great thing. That's on the road. Yeah.
4: But you, you can't you can't ride on the road.
1: I thought you meant road racing.
4: No. You couldn't ride on the road, would you still be would you still ride?
1: I'd have to. I I mean yeah. Whatever would cause that infliction where I couldn't ride on the road and I could ride on the gravel or mountain bike. You'd like gravel.
4: You'd like gravel. I think Swift. you'd like well, that. I, I
1: like it in portions of races, but not the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Just pure gravel. Yeah.
4: All right. Uh, this is this is a call to my friend Frank at Velo Menotti and the struggle he deals with his issues of people taking the rules very, very, very strictly. Uh, the Velo Menotti rules should be, A, followed strictly, B used as a guide or C a fun joke to be in on.
5: All three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's used a good as a clarification. Guide. Used as a guide, all, Chris. I, I, I man, I hate to follow Paul, but because I, I do it all day. You asked for it to go this direction. I know. I know no, 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 no. I hate. <laughs> yeah. I meant all
4: three. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm. Uh, I think it's a fun joke to be in on because my next rapid fire is rule you regularly regularly break. I just said regularly like our president said. <laughs> uh, rule you regularly break from the Vellinati. I'll give you one of mine. For example, I have been known to uh, not speak in terms of kilometers versus miles. I speak in miles. I always do. Always have. Front corrects me all the time when we're on a ride. Um, That's one. I have been known to um, put a a saddlebag under my seat. I'm not going to lie. You're an idiot.
5: I quit doing that because of the Small
4: one. You did? Yeah. I've been known to put my my I wear my my
5: sunglasses underneath my helmet straps. Do you? Yes. Fuck. I, I do
1: not use white bar tape. Can't do it.
5: Really? Yeah. Me neither.
1: Yeah. use no, he's a saddle bag.
4: Do you? Yeah. Does it match this? Does it match, Does your bar match the saddle
1: no. all the time? Yeah, I have a black saddle and a black bar. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
5: There's white on your saddle. I a stared strip at it in the all middle. day.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Did
4: you ever wear a Live Strong band? Never. Nope. Two. Two? At the same time? Yeah. That's fucked up. I wore one.
5: You didn't ask where they were. <laughs> oh!
4: <laughs> is covering up your tra- tra- tracing bracelet on your ankle? <laughs> Dude, your Living Strong bracelet small. is beeping. Um, okay. They come in extra small. <laughs> um, have you ever caused a crash? Paul. On a training ride? Nope. No, I haven't. Period. Have you ever caused a crash? Dave oh. says he hasn't.
5: I have. Yes. You have. Mm-hmm. How many? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah.
4: I don't I I have I've rolled a tire in a crit. I have done that. And I've I have
1: rolled both crash. tires in a crit, but that was my own doing and I was on a breakaway and I caught a pedal and launched and both tires well, Oh, I was wondering
4: if you were just like I glued the tires on an hour before the start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did that. I used le- Fast Tack. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was a junior and I glued mine on the night before. That's and dumb. and that yeah. did not work out well. And uh uh a teammate of mine who gets constantly mentioned on this podcast Roger Thompson drink um uh Roger Thompson I sat in his parents car with Clement glue on my ass and got glue all the over worst the
1: worst glue to have on your ass by the way cuz it's it red is. and it yeah. gets hard as a brick yeah yeah
4: yeah, yeah exactly so and uh, that was a brand new car for them so I I should never live that down uh best invention for the sport Chris
5: Um, shifters on the brakes.
4: Okay, STI, yeah. that kind of thing. Absolutely, uh,
5: Clipless pedals.
1: Dave took mine, but yeah. I'll I'll take it one step further. I would have to say carbon fiber.
4: Carbon fiber mm-hmm. for bikes. Okay, for, for frames, yes. Okay, um, I'm trying to think of mine. Um, I was going to say clipless pedals. I love they clipless are. Pedals.
1: That is the yeah. best
4: best post ride beverage, and that is we got a very specific group around here. And my dog is licking Dave's elbow better quick yeah
1: i know he's exactly. diaphragmatic. best
4: post ride beverage uh
1: i i'm i would actually say i have a bernardus number 12 um right in front of me and i think that's the best yeah
5: german I'd hefeweizen german what german hefeweizen proven he's shitting me get out of my house no proven through studies to be as good a muscle recovery drink as almost anything else okay. on the market okay that's my backup, so I got to start like storing for that.
4: Okay, I'm two. I'm gonna go ke- even quicker. Can a cyclist wear a pro team jersey, only if the team's defunct? Dave.
1: Yes. Paul. Defunct.
4: Defunct. Okay. No, nothing on ro- world championship stripes. We agree that should never be. No. Wrong, no, right? no never. No. Okay. Uh Sacred ground. Cyclist, you had a crush on.
1: Oh, Rebecca Paul?
2: Twig.
5: We're going, we're going back. We're there. going. We're it. retro <laughs> back. Yeah. Exactly. Dave.
2: If I say Bernardino. No, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't.
5: Chris, uh, my my wife might not listen to this. Uh, no. Puck
2: Moonen, the Belgian girl, or the Dutch oh, girl. Okay, she's gorgeous.
5: Oh, who is the mountain bike chick with the? Yeah, I say chick. Uh, Me yeah, too. That woman was a right great there. Yeah. statement. I am yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I he's too many bears in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay, Chris. slips in ships, bike, buddy. buddy. Um, Paula Petto. There you go. Thank you. Um, like I'm not a fan. I'm going to probably
4: have her on the show here someday soon. So I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, I had a crush on, crush on Sophie Eaton when I was younger.
5: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You haven't
1: tried for Rebecca? Because I know Karsten was. I'm so sorry. Chick, yeah. I said check. My
4: apologies.
5: You're okay. You're okay.
4: <laughs> it's fine. Most of the podcast listeners of the show become a politician, are dudes. That's all. Um, in terms of cycling, you will never ever see me blank. Fill in the blank. You will never, ever see me blank. Dismount. Dismount. <laughs> Dave? <laughs> uh,
2: I'm, I'm blank now. I can't think of anything. Uh, okay. That was brutal.
4: That was harsh. Chris? Uh, In a triathlon.
5: Um, uh, oh, no. Um, sleeveless jerseys and arm warmers. You will never see me do anything impressive on rough surface on a mountain bike. Okay. You okay. Uh, Yeah, no. I'll give you that. That was lame, but...
1: Mine
4: was sleeveless jerseys and arm warmers. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: That's not even an issue. Who who
4: in the right mind
1: does that? Try Yeah. I thought this is a road thing. I thought
5: you were talking about (laughs) cycling. Well, this this (laughs) is a cycling podcast. I thought you were talking about cycling.
4: Uh, Second to last question. If I had an unlimited budget, I would blank. Retire today and ride a lot more. Live in Europe
2: and just follow the races. Live in Europe. Dave. Yep.
4: Live in Europe, follow the races. Chris, you said? And ride the races.
5: Retire today and ride a lot more. Oh, yeah, I would. You'd
4: follow the races.
1: I follow the races and ride in Europe.
4: Last question, oh. gentlemen. Before I die, I want to blank. This is cycling. This is our family show. Oh, this, this is, is cycling. This is cycling. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. oh, cycling base. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I would say see all the monuments.
1: See all the monuments. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good one. But I met Dave. I sold Dave. Like I told, I worked at a bike shop. Yeah. I know this. Wrap it around, but. Uh, we talked about the ultimate goal is to ride the cobblestones, crash, and break our collarbone. I want to do that.
5: <laughs> I actually have a chip from my wife to go see the Vuelta every stage.
4: You, to go see the
5: Vuelta? Before, the Vuelta. Really? Yes. Between the food, the wine, and the terrain. Yeah. She's cool. going to go.
4: Minus two. Actually, I ha- can I pick two?
1: Yes. You didn't give us to but you go ahead. it's your show. Oh, my show. It's it's rapid rapid I if I want to. Uh, uh mine
4: minus to see the classics. Number 1 and number 2 is to ride uh, like Leroy car over there or something like that. One of those one of those cool huge retro bike rides over there. I think that be amazing. I you know what? You, no on the Peugeot downstairs, baby. Carbon fiber Vitas. I think it'd be hilarious.
1: I the, you know I know that's a trend, but I I I like Modern bikes.
4: I, 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 don't, I don't have don't anything against modern bikes. I just think it'd be yeah, a hilarious I, event to participate. I've raced
1: and I've I've strapped my feet in those, you know, with toe clips. I I'm done. I, I like where we're at now. So yeah,
4: okay. you wouldn't just do it for a day.
1: No, oh, it sucks. I, <laughs> it was pain. I I you know I like to
5: suffer, but not not there. No. My steel bikes in the attic because. I loved the bike I had before. That should have been my, that should
4: have been my favorite bike. Was my Davidson? But anyway,
5: and, and when I got the carbon fiber, I, I just took it and hung it up. It's the carbon fiber. How amazing. about
1: you,
4: Dave?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm
4: thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll cut Dave off the uh, off the hook you. there. I'll let it, I'll let him swim away. Uh, you guys, um, first of all, thank you guys for coming to my house, sitting down with me, and talking about why we keep doing this, what it is about it that we love so much, and um, everything that is hopefully going to keep us going until we, you know, probably f- die by falling off the hot off the top tube in a massive heart attack somewhere in the middle of nowhere. That'd or, be heaven. Or with a with a with a broken collarbone in the Arnberg Forest. That'd even be better. Yeah. Um, I guess that's bike racing. I did it in Riverside Park. It's overrated.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you can, gentlemen, thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks, Pat. Thank you much. Pat.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.